0: Feel my feelings. I'm making you feel them. They're really and powerful. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of Good Bad Show. My name is Andy. And I'm Matt. And this is a podcast where I just earnestly tell Matt about a thing that I like and it doesn't have any goofs or jokes in it.
1: It's a podcast where I don't know why this is a very special edition. Oh, because, because we're seeing each other's faces, which we never
0: do. I know what you look like. Because... Well yeah, you technically You're slightly
1: more beardy than usual, but you look like
0: you look yeah. like Andy. It just keeps growing. That's the weird thing about it. It doesn't like ever go back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least not yet. I haven't gotten old enough that I'm balding in the beard. They make devices for that. You they make glasses for that? I said they make devices for that. Oh yeah, to make your beard go back in. Right. Yeah. Um but yeah, not. I thought we have just a nice earnest episode. You know, try this new thing, uh what's it called? the, the new sincerity, isn't that what they're calling it? Where you just <clears throat> no, no goofs. No irony. Just uh, talk about a thing you like.
1: I thought the new sincerity had a lot of goofs involved, though. Maybe Did it's it? sincere, but so many goofs. I, don't, I, don't, I know. don't know. This is
0: an article from a long time ago. Who's to say, really? It's impossible to know.
1: Didn't Jesse Thorne bring up the new sincerity all the time?
0: That's who I associate with it, but also you and I have the basically exact same cultural context with like a few rare exceptions, so <laughs> I don't know if that's actually true if we just happen to have the same anecdotal background experience maybe it has
1: nothing to do with goofs and he just happened to be a guy who likes goofs and also that and so therefore he, they go together he does not brain. like being ironic mm. well what are we talking about matt are you
0: familiar with the band y? why w-h-y question mark
1: uh vaguely but i can't say i've ever i i mean not that i've never listened to them i don't listen to them with any regularity what what is what's on the little index card in your brain for the band why
0: When i mentioned them to you
1: Almost nothing. Almost
0: nothing. I'm looking for you that index say, card. In another word, you could say you're not familiar
1: with the band. Why, really? Well, I picture like a psychedelic album cover, maybe. Okay, maybe like, not uh, so far off. Maybe like uh, I'm, I'm picturing like a '70s rock band, like. Well, uh, now you're. I think you're thinking
0: of a different band. Why? uh that's isn't that an album you're thinking of the band yes are you thinking of the band yes it's
1: very possible i'm thinking of the band yes <laughs> that, actually yes that's i am thinking of the band, yes. yeah that's good this is good this will be a good conversation are you thinking of why no i'm thinking of yes who's on first <laughs> this will be i'm sure <laughs> this will like, be really easy everyone's gonna love it it's gonna be our own brand of who's on first called the band why Okay, Andy, I might have to start over. I was thinking of the band Yes, and I'm not familiar with the band Y at all.
0: Okay, so let's just, uh, you know, clean cut. You'll edit this
1: out. Nobody over here would <laughs> it. be great.
0: Ernest, <clears throat> earnestness, blah, blah, blah. J- Jesse Thorne, no irony. Matt, are you familiar with the band Y, as in W-H-Y, question mark? No. <laughs> Very natural. Nice, good take. Yeah. I like that. All right, so this is one of the last, like, esoteric, things that i am familiar with that still most people have not heard of that i get to share with people and i figured well, what is this podcast if not a great venue for sharing weird stuff that you like with people that most people aren't aware of so i have a story to tell you matt yeah and the story is smash cut it's me it's 2008 uh i'm in college it's a sort of spring break my freshman year i'm pretty sure this is the right date it might have been spring break my sophomore year Mm, you know what specificities to solve never I'm just going to commit spring break my freshman year and some of my freshman year college friends and roommates and I decided that we were going to spend spring break kind of gallivanting a little bit around the sort of northeast uh, with the end destination in mind of my roommate's parents house my friend's parents house in Maine his friends my friend's parents had a house in Maine on a lake and we're like you know what we're going to go up to Maine and you know Maine in during spring break for college is not so much spring at least not this year it was just frigid cold still three feet of snow on the ground we were driving all over the place venturing places and this was also this was not pre-iPhone like iPhone came out in my senior year of high school 2007 but it was definitely pre anybody I knew except for my like most edgy sort of early adopter friends having an iPhone so I did not have one (laughs) uh we did have iPads or iPods, rather, though. This is the era of the iPod. But for some reason, we're on this road trip, and there's like four of us in the car, three or four of us in the car, and we didn't have any means of playing music that we wanted to play on the speakers. I don't know if it was like nobody's iPod was charged, or I don't know if it was like we didn't have the right cable, or one of those you know cassette things that you put the
1: cassette, <laughs> the in, cassette thing got you the put it in and has out. the plug that goes to your Walkman and you're super cool. Those things are still kind of magical to me like what a weird device like you stick a thing
0: in the cassette player and I guess it takes the sound and transforms it into whatever the thing that reads the tape can also read like what a magical little device
1: it's I actually of- I, I thought about that thing recently but in the opposite way where I was just like I can't believe we ever put up with that crap what, a, what <laughs> garbage We had these we had these devices like I remember being like the first kid that put in uh, like an auxiliary input into my car stereo. So I could plug my iPod in, and everyone else in the world just had the little cassette thing. And I was like, "You monsters! You, you have these things that you can plug directly into, and you still use the cassette thing instead of just going in the back and putting in a regular cord." Monsters.
0: There lies the difference between you and I, Matt. I'm like, wow, what an interesting old technology. I sure am fascinated by that. And you're like, screw it, move on, look
1: to the future. Why? It was, <laughs> it was the, it was the past in the future. We were already in the future. We were using these stupid old. We had iPods, and we were using these stupid old cassette tape tape. I can't. I'm so mad. I can't even talk about it. Stupid cassette tape deck <laughs> thingy. Oh, makes me so mad how we had to <laughs> stick a
0: thing in the <laughs> dashboard of the car. Ugh. You should make the same thing for CDs. We have a little wire on it. It spins around super fast as it spins or you the had, CD. Or you had
1: the FM transmitter. Oh, my gosh. Even I had one of those. Because the thing, it was this close to your radio, and you still couldn't tune into the right station. <laughs> no. Like, oh no. It's it's in between stations. You're like, it's right here. It had the
0: broadcasting power of a potato that you put, uh, you put electrodes in. It's like sitting in.
1: next to your Wi-Fi router when it doesn't work, and you're like, I can't get any closer.
0: Oh, man. Only 90s kids will remember this. Am I right, Matt? I mean, what up? Yeah, right? Were we 90s kids or 80s kids? I mean, we were born in the 80s, but we were kids in the 90s. <coughs> we I mean, were 90s kids, kids in the 90s. We're 90s kids. So when they say 90s kids, they're talking about us.
1: We got very few years of actual 80s time. Probably yeah. stuff we don't remember. So I think we'd be 90s kids. Interesting. Have you ever considered that you're maybe a millennial? <laughs> I mean, ever? I mean, I do love Will Smith. How can you not? Yeah, maybe we're just millennials. Yeah,
0: I, I could be a millennial. I'll brace that. I'll embrace that nomenclature. Mm-hmm. So we're driving. And during this period of my life, I don't know why. Well, I do know why. It's because I was a dumb teenager, basically. But for some reason, I, my like main goal was like, we're going to drive places and we're going to avoid traffic at all costs. And what this meant was largely traveling in the dead of night. Uh, I, was also, <laughs> I was also a huge what night out were you way. hiding from? Exactly. Yeah. It sounds like I was like a drug mule or something. But no. So my freshman year of college, I usually went to bed around like four or five in the morning. I have a very visceral memory once of almost sleeping through the beginning of one of my classes, which is pretty normal college experience because this particular class began at 4 p.m., and so that was not a great not a great <laughs> sign for my sleep cycle that I very nearly slept through and had to start setting alarms for my 4 p.m. classes. Uh, so either way, night owls, we're like, we're going to travel at night. There'll be no traffic, you know, Northeast Corridor can be a mess for traffic. 95 from Maine all the way to Florida can be a huge mess. So anyway, this was the plan. And... uh I had like pretty what I would describe as like normcore, <laughs> mainstream taste in music when I was in high school. Uh, I listened mm-hmm. to mostly like jam bands, Dave Matthewsy stuff, like uh, you know singer songwriter things. I played a lot of guitar. That was kind of my main interest, and I was not exposed to like I mean, really. I just had no exposure to non-mainstream music that wasn't directly related to some aspect of the Dave Matthews band which is horribly embarrassing, but that was my reality, okay? It's just what it was. Mm -hmm. So when I arrived at college, uh, I went to art school, and there were lots of far more, uh, I I feel like cultured is not a fair term. There were people that I went to school with that were exposed to many more interesting cultural artifacts than I was growing up in the suburbs. Yeah, they were uh,
1: cultured. They listened to things like Hoodie Allen and such, right? (laughs) Cultured. Cultured
0: that's so harsh look man we all had a path to take we all had a journey a road to travel
1: hey look you could be hoodie allen you're oh, not him you're just the you person just, who you going to totally derail
0: me sorry oh boy it's like you just threw a, big, you threw a penny on the train tracks of my life and just <laughs> anyway so my freshman year of college was some of my first exposure to like more non-mainstream music things that i really love now that i recognize are not like weird but at the time it was like totally novel to me right like things like uh the mountain goats and like various like folk punk bands and regular punk bands listening to fugazi for the first time uh that kind of stuff i had a roommate that was really into old school hip-hop this is some of my first exposure to like rap music uh but suffice it to say i was in a point in my life where i was kind of acquiring new taste in music and trying to be open to new things we're driving uh on ninety-five, northeast corridor. I'm gonna say it was maybe eleven thirty at night, and we found ourselves driving through Hartford, Connecticut, a place which I'm sure you've been at least through, if not to directly. That that's in kind of your your radius of your stomping grounds. Yep. And uh, as I said, we didn't have a way to play whatever music we liked through the speakers. We didn't have CDs or iPods or whatever the thing was. There wasn't the right doodad we didn't have the fm transmitter so we were just stuck on switching through the radio so uh, i was driving a friend of mine was switching through the radio and when we're driving through hartford we're listening to some station some normal station or whatever and we hear you know it gets a little like fuzzy and weird when we get through hartford when we can hear some other kind of thing kind of competing for the for a similar airspace we're like oh what's, what's going on so we like click around a little bit to try and find whatever radio station is competing for that for that airspace and a couple couple notches away on the fm band we find what ends up being this little like college pirate radio station run by some college students in Hartford, Connecticut. And they are playing a block of the band Y from their album that had been released very recently, I believe, uh, called Alopecia. Uh, and middle of the night, we're driving, I think some people are asleep in the back seat, And the like three songs that we hear before we get out of range of this like, pirate radio station or college radio station. I don't know if it was actually a pirate radio station. It's a much cooler story if it was a pirate radio station. So I'm going to go with that. Totally illicit, (laughs) off the unregistered radio station, playing this Y album. Uh, And the three songs I heard were like, I, I have very few memories of being so struck by music at any other time in my life. Like just I had heard nothing like it before, and it had so many interesting aspects of music that I was interested in kind of all mashed together and combined into this one amorphous thing that was just totally unique. So what Y is, uh, is it is a band and it consists of a number of people and the main singer-songwriter, his name is Yoni Wolf. He's uh, this guy and he's a, a sad guy. <laughs> and he writes these songs. Uh, he's influenced by like rap music and he writes these songs. that He doesn't really rap he's not really a rapper. Uh, I guess later on in his career, his more recent albums, you could more similarly call rap. He's more kind of like just speaking lyrics and some of them are kind of sing songy, but he's mostly just speaking into a microphone, uh, almost like beat poetry or something. Uh, and then the sort of background, like is this very atmospheric, uh, but still instrumental. Like you hear, you know, a drum set and you hear, uh, uh, What's the thing called? What's that thing? It's like a disc with a bunch of bells on it. Tambourine. That's
1: the one. You hear... Wow. You you described (laughs) that perfectly, and yet you described it like an alien who's never seen music before, and I couldn't figure out what you were talking about. So, I mean, it
0: is a disc with a bunch of bells on it. You hear a tambourine. you, You hear these analog sounds, but they're combined in ways that are, like, not normal ways for, like, a band full of people to combine these analog sounds. And it's not, like, totally, like weird music, right? Like, it's not, like, an experimental thing where there's, like, someone scraping nails on a chalkboard and somebody else that took a microphone and dunked it in a river and, like, recorded what that sounded like and then slowed it down six times. It's not weird, like, experimental sound art. It's very musical. You know, most of it's kind of like a 4-4 beat, but what it basically is is these, like, sad songs with, like, this really clever and smart uh, lyricism uh, that just is combined with this interest musicality. And the result is, like, the the lines are clever, they're funny, which is one thing I've always loved about rap music that really drew me into rap originally was that, like, no music that's not novelty music outside of, like, really rap is funny, right? Like, when's the last time you heard, like, a funny song that wasn't, like, you know, Weird Al or, like, you know, a kind of, like... That's you know, true. Like, it's just humor is not present in most genres of music, but it is present in rap, and it's really present in why specifically the the thing i'm talking about the, the title of this episode is alopecia by the band Y, uh which is their second studio album it's got these lines that are really clever really dark uh it's like a it's like a dry like black comedy basically if a dry black comedy were an album uh where this sad guy is recounting these like very poetic vignettes of his life or of an imagined life uh in this like rappy way that is also somehow like still my favorite album in the whole world to sing along to like I know every word of this album front to back and I take no greater pleasure than putting it on and just you know going along with every single song and just kind of singing along with it. Um, if I think I think you should go listen to a Y song and then we'll come back and I want to hear what you think about it and I want to be here for your first you listen to only it. look at black and porno, cause they want something that their dad don't got then you know where you're at i your ear holes shut in a rush with wet coat. in a Starbucks bathroom with the door closed on booze. some left in residue and confused like the first time you use soft water down on my luck caught unaware like Houdini when the last fist struck sinking in laughing at something sunk. What did you think, Matt?
1: Uh, I, I thought it, it definitely sounds like something that would catch me as a teenager. Uh, oh it my had, you God, know, I had a similar a burn.
0: No, Holy that's not a shit. bad thing.
1: Oh, I thought it was good. I th- that wasn't a bad thing. It sounds a lot because I immediately was like, "Oh, this reminds me of th- of other things that I like." But I was trying to put myself in your shoes of being like, "Oh, this is new and novel." This what does totally it? What does it unique. remind you of, though? <clears throat> uh, like a John Wayne or an Open Eagle mic or one of those like uh little little more talk rappies. But I bet
0: um it does have something kind of similar with Open Mike Eagle. I don't actually know John Wayne, the other person you
1: said uh he's he's a white guy who raps and tries to say funny things sometimes but it's not like a novelty rap act act by he's any not means not like uh what's that not guy like little, little dicky. dicky not a little dicky yeah uh i bet i had the same you know i remember having the same reaction um to like uh well majorly one of the first time i heard mf doom and i was like oh these are funny these are like funny little bits they put in there uh and or the first time i heard every time i die you mentioned that like there's only uh they only do that in rap but I know you're less familiar with like hardcore metalcore that scene, but that was that was the thing that drew me to that too. I don't know about everything. I die. What, what's the comedy
0: like in that in that world?
1: Uh, the it's it's like you probably wouldn't catch it at first glance because every lyric is screamed. But if you I don't mind screaming. You, I can. I but can, if you read the liner notes, which like you know, teenage Matt definitely like listens listens to music and then reads all the liner notes as they go, just to make sure I know what's happening. Uh, you, you and they like funny. Right? You don't. You can't want to do. You don't want to do it wrong. Yeah they're all funny little puns like they're they're uh it's wordplay and puns throughout the entire song with a theme so it'll make it makes you laugh once you once you catch what's going on which i feel like most metal you don't like uh your first read is not i understand these lyrics very well <laughs> or <long. laughs> or at all or even a little bit yeah uh and you're also not just laughing at them yeah no not at all you're like i'm very angsty so it was it was it was funny to hear a, a metal band that made me laugh a little bit you're like oh thought this was supposed to be about doom and destruction, and some of this is funny. Yeah. Which is good. This is probably a, good, uh, a nice relief from, from angsty teenager. Yeah. Anyway, my point is that that kind of thing really gets you the first time you hear it. Uh, I get that. That was very good. I like that.
0: Well, so it's the thing is, like, I still feel like I haven't really heard anything that I would put in the same mind bucket as why since, right? Okay. Like, you know, you got your mind buckets that you kind of, like, group things together, and they kind of go in a similar place and this yeah. bucket that's got y in it to me is it's adjacent to other buckets there are buckets in the vicinity but yeah. the bucket itself is empty there's no band to me that is like you know the the same like slurry the same chemical combination that results in this like very interesting sad wordplay, like you know dreary music with this like thumping beat behind it I don't know. Was that not, uh,
1: did emo not fill
0: that void for you when you were a kid? I never really did the emo thing. You know,
1: I mean, Fall Out Boy was the fun, way whatever. The way you just described that was like, take Mech Sunday, or more recently, like the Front Bottoms, where it's like, it's all about funny little wordplay. The about Front Bottoms? Being a- yeah the front bottoms <laughs> i like their band name a lot uh you look them up that might be a fun thing to look up after this show uh look up the front bottoms uh it's just like funny funny little wordplay but that is like doing uh trying to do a more dramatic thing you know the life of being a teenager very dramatic uh it just does it that in a, was not it doesn't do it in a bumpy way a but it does it in a uh, half moody half funny way
0: well, actually, now I said that wasn't my experience being a teenager, but I definitely did do a lot of paintings about all the, all the women that I loved in high school that would not did not want to date me. <laughs> yeah, would
1: well, you never you never write you never write a, a creative short story where the main character kills himself at the end and then somebody's like, "Are you okay?" Nothing no, like that, that never happened to me. No? I was okay. generally
0: kind of a cheery, a cheery teen. Oh, that's uh, good. I was like a puppy of a person. It's not entirely different now. Though now I'm like a weird brooding puppy, but um, <laughs> but but no, like so it's weird when i when i got to college i found myself very drawn i have to confess i listened to alopecia i mean many many times it is still probably my most listened to album of all time quite possibly uh closely really but yeah that's interesting to me yeah maybe closely followed by uh, a couple kanye albums kanye's up there too and Uh, this whole
1: time i thought it was 70s band yes that's too bad i should have known about why
0: (laughs) No, I, I could check my last FM because I know that I I don't listen to as much music now as I did when I was in college. So whatever was the the crowning victor at the end of college probably was still the most the album listened to the most. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I don't oh, know. That's a good I, exercise.
1: We should both go back into last FM and do top top two top one or two artists.
0: I kept my last FM up to date until like August
1: of last year. Oh no, mine was mine would be purely tracking college and. Uh, the top two, actually, the top two would definitely be the format and MF Doom. If I had to guess, that would be the
0: format. Really, you were also a fan of the format.
1: Huge fan of the format. Such a fan to do of, a the lot format. of the format. Yeah. How do
0: we never know that about each other?
1: I don't know, man. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So Kanye West is my most listened to artist, but Alopecia by Y is my most listened to album. Do I even have a Last FM still? I want know if I.
1: Eh, I don't know my password. We'll find out later. Anyway.
0: But so I listen to this album a lot and I have to confess the first I don't know I mean the first for the first couple of months I was just playing this album on repeat I honestly didn't even register it as sad like I was listening to the words like aesthetically and not really for their meaning which is a thing I do with music a lot where like the wordplay is interesting to me and like the way that lines are constructed and the like cadence and uh the pentameter of it you know the what's the name for the thing that the meter, the meter of it, you know, all that kind of like mm-hmm. construction was what was interesting to me. And it's not like I wasn't listening to the words. Like, you know, I liked the line. Uh, I, I liked all the lines in it, but uh, I didn't really register the overall theme, which is definitely like profound sadness and like some really dark themes that are kind of running through it. There's another band I really liked at the time, which is even more esoteric that nobody's heard of uh, called Paul Baraboo. I assume you've never I heard of Paul Baraboo at all now. So this guy was a uh, was a member of the folk punk scene, which was this group mm. of people that were basically like, "What if singer songwriters also screamed sometimes and like weren't trying to be fancy people?" And oh, I
1: I, I know about that scene. That's familiar to me. So,
0: but uh, but so he is like this like just individual guy, and he's made a couple of albums. I think he's made some more things in more recent history that are not. As familiar to me but some of his very early albums like his self-titled album which is like 11 songs and they're all like 45 seconds to like a minute and a half are just these again profoundly profoundly sad like ruminations and his are much more biographical like i don't know how much yeah. like yoni's are kind of like cinematic and i'm sure there's some element of his personal life in there but you know the way he kind of tells these stories about doing coke in the bathroom at a bat mitzvah like i, I don't know if he ever did coke in a bathroom and bat mitzvah or if it's just like an interesting metaphor to describe something that's going on you know in his in his mind but paul yeah. barabu is just like you know my mom got cancer and my dog died and this is like he's telling the story of like my dad was an alcoholic and he's just telling you exactly what happened in his life and these really frank profoundly sad lyrics uh, but I loved that album, I loved it, and so it was weird, because I was not a, I was not a sad person, outwardly or inwardly, I was very, you know, well-adjusted and happy at this point, of this time in my life, but for some reason, I was really drawn to these two particular musical artists that were just really dark and sad music, and I, I don't really know why, it didn't make me sad to listen to it, it made me, like, happy to listen to it, and Paul Barbu is also very sing-alongable, uh, like, the songs are just like, you know, you can shout them at the top of your lungs, because Paul's not, like, the greatest singer like singing is not like his talent uh like songwriting and performing is kind of his talent so so yeah i don't know i i think everybody should listen to the album alopecia by Y once through see if it grabs you Uh, because to me even though it has some like shallow or like surface level similarities to some other music there is nothing quite like that profound combination of yoni's writing and the way he delivers his lyrics and the instrumentation and production and the kind of just the range across the entire album is very interesting to me so but yeah here's an earnest episode of good bad show
1: the album alopecia by y objectively good we all can agree all right i'll go listen to that i'm down i'll listen Caught, it caught my attention now now i'm down my own hole of like trying to find all I see you down you your hole, because the is on it. now, so I can see when you're just I Googling know, and not I paying it. attention I'm to me. I'm Googling. No, I'm listening to you, but I'm Googling because you've got me down this, this rabbit hole of other things I want to remember. There's like there's another band that you reminded me of, and I can't remember the name of them. It's driving me crazy. They sound exactly like me without you, but they're not me without you, but they sound exactly like that, and it sounds like a thing that you're talking about, and I want to remember. It's going to drive me nuts. What are they called, Andy? I have no idea. Do you know the first band I mentioned?
0: uh no some people compare y to the band cloud cult but i don't think that's what you're talking about no it's not do you know cloud cult uh no i don't know what that is no it's another kind of experimentally band with speaky lyrics that
1: are like oh you know it's funny here's a funny thing so i just googled so i was trying to find this band that sounds like me without you and one of the top things here's here's a comment it's difficult to find someone similar. Uh, while I enjoy bands like Law Dispute and Defeater, the only band that has come close to making me feel the way I feel when I listen to Me Without You is Why, especially their album Alopecia. Hey, what up? So maybe uh, maybe my Me Without You uh, characterization, which I didn't say on the show, is very similar. Wait, is this not the show recording. anymore? Should is it show recording? over? I don't know. I'm still recording.
0: <laughs> That's uh, how podcasts get made, right? I, I have had right. someone tell me to listen to Me Without You because I like Why. And I have this was years ago. I haven't revisited "Me Without You," but I did listen to like a couple albums. And I have to yeah. admit, I did not at the time hear the connection at all, and it, I didn't like it even a little bit. I was like, "This oh, really? is nothing like why," as far as I was concerned.
1: Interesting. Like uh, whatever it was I,
0: that grabbed me in "Why" was not present at all in the "Me Without You"
1: music. Or is it called "Listener"? Is that who I'm thinking of? It might be "Listener." Wait, it is "Listener." That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, I'm proud of myself. Wait, can I make you listen to a thing now? Yes okay I'm gonna send you google wooden heart by listener should we pause and then restart yeah sure why not each other with tears of joy and tears of grief and fold our lives like crashing waves and run upon this beach come on and sew us together just some tattered rags
0: staying forever
1: we only have who we remember well I'm the barely living son of woman and Did I do that for you, Andy? Did I make you be a teenager again? I mean, that was kind of
0: surreal in a way that, like, I totally, totally, 1,000% get why listening to a Y song reminds you of this. Which is,
1: Uh, and to clarify, what this is, is I never listened to this as a kid. I heard this pretty recently, and I thought, oh, this is, like, an exaggerated version of Me Without You, which was important to me as a kid. So, like... That's my connection. Was I want to share Me Without You with you, but I, I feel like I can share all of what was important about that band with this song in like, one in, in one like little one, song. When sitting, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I get the connection 1,000%. And I also mm-hmm. will concede that my difference in evaluation of these two songs and maybe these two bands may be entirely credited to the fact that I was exposed to why at a certain point in my life when my brain was receptive to it Mm-hmm. And that's like my established, my established thing now. But like when I listen to that, it's like just the worst version of somebody <laughs> like trying to make a parody of the things that are good about why. Like the writing, it's like why is Mary Oliver to like listeners like high school kid writing a thing in their diary? Like the the writing is so much like like yeah. here like the so the lyrics here. Uh, this is listeners' wooden heart. Uh, my throat, it still tastes like house fire and salt water. I wear this tide like loose skin. Come on and rock me to see. If we hold tight, we'll hold each other together and not just be some fools rushing to die in our sleep. While these machines will rust, I promise, but we'll be electric, shocking each other back to life. Your hand in mine, my fingers in your veins connected, our bones grown together in time. Like. That compared to, uh, here is uh, a little stanza from wise Simeon Salema, Mm -hmm. uh, where he says, You're mostly what I think about, and I'm proud. I've been coasting on this singles route, but I still hear your name. In wedding bells, will I look better, or will I look the same? Rotting in hell, you're the only proper noun I need. Hurry, my copper crown's gone green. Pull me on out of this tree. I'm stuck up a branch waiting clearly caught between two things unclear to me. And I feel like a listener that has not heard either of these songs will listen to both those stanzas and think, yeah, same thing, right? Yeah. But to me, the like, the subtlety and the metaphor and the poetry and the wordplay present in why is like just next level. And this thing over here where it's like, our veins twisted together, connected, bones growing, my throat's full of salt and fire. Blah. It's like just so like on the nose and tacky and why to me is like this amazing version of saying things that are similarly emotive without having that like air of like trying so hard like like he does not feel like he's trying to make you feel something he feels like he's being genuine and the result is that you feel something whereas
1: i feel like listener guys like feel my feelings i'm making you feel them they're really and powerful i wish i had the ability to go back and uh, experienced listener as a teenager and see if I thought that was a better version of me without you or if, if it just wouldn't resonate and thought it was cheesy. But I suspect I would have thought it was great. When you when I hear that now, I think the words are cheesy, but g- the aesthetic really catches me because I'm like, ah, oh, that is so nostalgic. I really enjoy that.
0: It would be a very interesting experiment to do. I wish I could go back to me driving in that car up 95 through Hartford and have listener come on the radio instead and see what, what me would do. Would maybe what, actually, like...
1: what we should do is what we should we should take uh, the way you just described those lyrics is like we need to take a Glassjaw song and get the listener guy to sing it, and then I think I could recreate your experience if so we could just <laughs> okay. get a time machine, the singer from Listener, and and the lyricist of Glassjaw, we could put those together and think I could do this for you, if you want to just do it all over again, you know? Yeah. Is that good? Is that what we're trying to do? I don't know why I'm trying to recreate this. It's just fun. It's fun to be like. I mean, it's What's interesting the to talk about how here? these things like What's affect the us thing and over become here?
0: fixtures in our minds, like. This song, Simeon Selema," which is another song I would recommend highly off Wise uh, mm-hmm. album, Alopecia, uh, it is a terribly messed up song <laughs> about the singer of the song stalking some woman uh, because he's too shy and too, like, messed up to actually approach her. Uh, and it's just all about how he is sad about the fact that he can't really approach this woman and is instead just going to kind of stalk her and follow her around. Uh, and yet... <laughs> That line, you're the only proper noun I need, is, like, the way it's sung in the song, it's, like, kind of the peak of this building, Mm -hmm. like, crescendo, and then he just kind of, like, whines, you're the only proper noun I need, and it's, like, it's, it, it sticks, it stuck with me for, gosh, I mean, what, we're coming up on, it's now 10 years that I still think about
1: that line. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. So, in, in my, I think this was in my middle school yearbook, but there's a line in a Taking Back Sunday song where they say... And, uh with my one last gasping breath i'll apologize for bleeding on your shirt and i remember at the time being like that is perfect if you if you uh and i can't think of anything more cheesy now but i get it and to be totally honest if a if i hear a thing like that now i'll first think this is cheesy but in the same way i just mentioned the like listener gets me aesthetically like I mentioned that band, the front bottoms. I don't listen to them as a kid, but I listen to them now because they catch me aesthetically, and I'm like, that reminds me of the aesthetics of being a sixteen year old, and I listen to it and be like, this is really cheesy, but it's still playing. Yeah. I don't know like I don't I don't quite know how to trace I mean it's called nostalgia, obviously, but like <laughs> Hey Matt, you ever think about how we like the things from when we were kids and think they're better than the things now? But it's funny when when it's like, it's nostalgia, but it's like just a worse version of what you remember and you're still in. You're like, <laughs> I could just go to the version of from before that I like, but I'm still in. I don't know why. Well, it's, it's got that new edge. You haven't heard it yet. Yeah. So something new, something old, mix them together. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, uh, are you familiar with the uh, subreddit, I'm 14 and this is deep? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is all reminding me of the I'm 14 and this is deep subreddit yeah <clears throat> anyway listener go seek out alopecia by y and uh literally i think matt said was taking back sunday bleeding on your shirt
1: i think i said listener go seek out listener seek <laughs> there you out go without yeah without you go seek out taking back sunday go seek out every time i die glass shot i didn't say at the drive-in but that's going to be important uh, uh sunny day doom. real estate is that one for you yeah that's an important one for me yeah uh the front bottoms I didn't say this either, but the Weaker Thans and the Hold Steady, those are kind of in the same category for yeah, me. Yeah, man. You're describing my mm. freshman college experience pretty much. I think I got it. I think I got it. Weaker Thans. The format the format was really important, too, in a similar way. So there you go. There's every... Actually, I'm not giving recommendations. I'm just reminiscing. I don't give a Matt's shit. Matt's just, just reading down the last FM I don't of his care. mind. I don't care if you listen or not. I just like going through the last FM of my brain.
0: I'm being hyper-focused and telling you to go listen to Alopecia by Y. Which is the title of this episode. That's what we're talking about. And it's very good. You will like it. Or you won't like it. And tweet at me. I'm curious to hear what you think. All right. Do at me.